0: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-four of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt, and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello, how's it going?
1: Films just keep on coming, man.
0: Yeah, and it's just us, us two this week. So unfortunately, so uh, damn it. Hopefully, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that last week. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I yeah, thought the Richard
1: f- was a permanent third host.
0: Listen, we should ask him. Like, maybe he, I don't know if he'd want to talk about these weeks' films because we've got some interesting <laughs> stuff to talk about, but. Uh, <laughs> On some other weeks, yeah, I'm sure he'd love to pop in and have a little chat with us. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Obviously, that was very different for us, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, we've been mm-hmm. talking to Richard for a while, and it was great to finally sit down and have a proper chat with him, um, obviously with the movie, having us now seen it at this point as well. So um, yeah, that was absolutely awesome, and thanks again to Richard for his time and, and just being brilliant with us. Definitely. Um, it was so,
1: like you say, it was so much fun to just do something a little bit different, and uh... I was very happy with the way it turned out. So definitely uh, check out that last episode if you haven't already.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we have to move on because oh, we have so much to get through. Um, we teased it a few weeks ago, we but this is the most manic we've ever had it for this show by <laughs> far. Um, obviously, it is October, so you'd expect it. But traditionally, Octobers have just been fairly dead for us. Not um, this October. No. Um, and as you can see from the title of this week's show, we're going to be talking about two movies this week. Um, Ready or Why not? hell not? and joker um so that's two what? very different movies we're talking about a dc movie yeah that's gonna be very interesting why are we talking uh, about superheroes bro yeah i know well we're such marvel fanboys aren't we so let's just see <laughs> uh, us bash a dc project um but uh and then yeah we're probably going to be uh, returning very soon as well um because we've already seen tigers are not afraid um and we also really want to discuss hell house llc free uh um, yeah. which people have already seen as well um, so yeah, we're probably going to be doubling up these shows, both on film discussions and per week <laughs> for the foreseeable yeah. future. I don't know when
1: it will stop, but, um, yeah, just check sometimes. your feeds literally. We'll, every be couple talking, of days. we'll be talking three from hell as well. I mm-hmm. think now is the best time, uh, for you guys to jump in and, uh, leave us a review on any platform kind of that you listen to us on. You know, uh, we've, we've been chucking out the podcast lately, <laughs> uh, putting out some crazy content and, We haven't had any reviews on a couple of them for a little while, so uh, I'd appreciate some reviews if anyone's listening and check us out and uh, like what you're listening to, then uh, leave us your thoughts
0: yes for sure um and yeah like i said definitely check your feed every net of for, over the next few days because more shows it's gonna be moment. a lot of shows for sure it's not the traditional you know when we're in the dead summer and we're trying to scrape one movie to w- watch for the week no no no, we're mm-hmm. watching like f- at least four a week at the minute which is pretty insane um but yeah to get to and the news obviously, goodness yeah i was gonna say yeah we do have some tv shows to talk about Ooh. so yeah stay <laughs> tuned for that one um but yeah just some news real quick um this first one is more just a small update because we've discussed this a lot on the show and both off air, and I just wanted to put a final pin in into it on the show because we never actually discussed the final outcome of this, which was the whole fiasco surrounding the midsummer director's cut. <laughs> um, obviously, we talked about it to death at this point, but just a final note that it is apparently, and again, until we have it physically on our hands, we'll see, um, is getting a UK Blu-ray release later this month, October twenty-eighth. Um, I mean, so far following. all
1: my all my weird Amazon pre-orders have been coming in. So I
0: know it's been crazy. You know,
1: <laughs> I feel like this is a real thing that I'll have soon.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed on that one because I'm I'm just dying to see this one. But yeah, I had to bring it up because we've discussed it uh, to death. You know, the whole. Fiasco that was surrounding it, but hopefully we'll get to see this awesome movie again very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is very cool. Um, we we've got some a very small but a very cool update on James Wan's next project. Um, mm-hmm. And again, some of this news you may think, oh, this is weeks old. Obviously, with the last few weeks have been different for us when we done Free from Hell and the interviews, we haven't really had the traditional news slot. Um, so this is just a few uh, cool things that I want to catch up on. Um, And yeah, this one was cool. It was just a small Instagram post from the man himself uh, who posted first day of principal photography on my 10th feature film of my career. Mm -hmm. Malignant is the official title. Really excited for this one. Um, And the
1: picture was a Freddy Krueger glove.
0: (laughs) I mean, it didn't have like a slash through the logo. If you really want to like clutch at straws. I mean, mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I too are very excited for this one, James. So uh, this is mm-hmm. obviously one of our most anticipated ones of, of next year already, and we don't know anything about it. Yeah, we
1: were saying maybe, maybe on last week's or when we had a you know regular show last time um, that um, you know there weren't a lot that we were hyped for. Now that we've seen kind of three from hell and we've had a lot of big directors this year, and we've mm. both completely forgot about this one. Like, yeah. get hyped
0: yeah 2020 is a weird one we'll obviously talk about it more in the future but like we've been so blessed this year with like pretty much all of our favorite directors have released horror films and and james wan would be i guess one of the only ones who hasn't really um and 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 so it's awesome to see that yeah i had no idea when this one's going to come out i I think he usually hits around halloween so we're probably like a good Mm. year away from this one yeah I, I, I i just cannot wait um and next up is another just a small update, but again, very exciting um, is the kind of Jordan Peel and his production company, Monkey Paw Productions, have signed a new mega deal, essentially with Universal yeah. Pictures, yeah. Um, which is a five year exclusive uh, production partnership. Um, and they yeah, they kind of said that they're going to be producing multiple films um, so Peel's next two movies, which he will direct, write, and produce, will be under the banner. Um, and then as well as anything that they produce, and they, they did name drop that the, the next one upcoming is, um, his Candyman, um, which is obviously a spiritual sequel, which he co wrote and produced, mm. um, which is being directed by Naya Costa. Um, so that was one of the main ones, which I thought it was cool to see that in this big, you know, crazy announcement. That was like one yeah. of the things that they championed. You which know, was and with cool.
1: such a big production label behind it as well now, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure but yeah obviously we don't know anything about what Jordan's next doing, but it's fantastic that he is obviously going to continue to direct and write and fingers crossed he stays within the genre I, I he's one of the ones that i'm the most safe about it's weird because he's the biggest by far that we talk about with all these mm-hmm. big directors and he is the one who could literally do anything I and mean, we we discuss people like Ariasta who's infinitely talented but i still think he's he's doing these smaller horror productions you know i don't think big companies like marvel or whatever are going to be banging at his door anytime soon um but someone like jordan he could literally make anything next and and i just hope and pray that he continues to make horror movies which i really do think he will because he just loves it so much
1: yeah i don't know man like we'll see yeah i'm a bit worried
0: yeah i can totally see it because like what i just said really he mm. he could do anything but there's something about him when he talks in interviews and mm. even when i've gone back and obviously i used to watch a lot of key peel anyway but like he was always name dropping horror from day one and so like it, is there's a giddy excitement in him with horror and i think that now he's yeah. already established himself well the fact
1: God, that he's writing so quickly you know, he he's writing these films as well, so he's going to write about what he's passionate about. You know, it, it's one of those things. But if he hasn't, if he wasn't tethered to like a label like this, I'd be more worried because mm. you know Disney could come knocking on his door and was like, "You want Star Wars, bro?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas, like that can't <laughs> happen now. So, kind of, um, you know, that that does help with the the fact that he hopefully going to stay in the genre.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get an announcement on that next year <clears> as well. <throat> um, mm. And yeah, this final update is it's a nice little trifecta here of like some of our favorite filmmakers, but sadly this news is not exciting to me in the slightest. Um, and it was a tweet from Mike Flanagan talking about, obviously, the upcoming season of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, and he tweeted, uh, I'm really excited to be collaborating with some of my favorite filmmakers on The Haunting of Bly Manor. And then he, he named some people um, saying that they're directing episodes. Um, and again, this is not anything to do with the people involved whatsoever. But I was incredibly disappointed by this tweet. Um, and I was it's a shame because obviously Mike did it so excitedly and he's working with people that obviously he's a big fan of, but for me, from a fan perspective, knowing that he's not directing every episode, I think is incredibly disappointing. Um, it was one of the main things of why season one was just so spectacular was because you had this cohesive direction throughout the entire season. Um, we talk about it a lot in tv where i feel like premieres and finales feel like at times much higher quality than the rest of the season i mean yeah. um, that is hard. because directors go away <laughs> yeah yeah um <clears throat> and and so i'm already worried where it's like oh okay we, we probably know we're going to get mike at the start and at the end but we'll, but the middle of the season god knows what's going to happen um yeah depends, are, you, are you as worried as i am for this one
1: no no not as much because i'm not i haven't got that much of a problem with it i also like the fact that, i agree i mean in a perfect world he'd direct them all but he'd also so direct crazy features all the time and everything else and like this guy can't keep output in the way he is and I want features from him as well Mm. so I kind of think to myself well this might be the best of both worlds if as long as he keeps enough creative control over the project and kind of you know looks over it um you know I think that can work for tv shows it's just that it is you know it it does open the door to that danger of having less cohesiveness throughout the season but you know, I'm I'm optimistic and you know, he's still heavily involved in the project. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I'm sure with his seal of approval anyway, and obviously and again, this is not a slight on any of the people that he named. Yeah. Um and we have covered some of their stuff and we like it as well. Um, it was just purely from a personal standpoint, like I just loved so much that you had this genuinely world-class director who wrote and directed every episode of a tv yeah. show it's just and madness really... that
1: he did that for one season though i just I, I just couldn't comprehend him doing it for a second so i guess that's probably why it just wasn't really a surprise for me
0: yeah, I think it again. It already makes that first season even more special. Yeah. Where I feel like they captured lightning in the bottom. I think you've said as well where you're not too excited for this anyway, are you? Mm. Um, no, in the upcoming season.
1: No, because you know we don't we don't genuinely like you know haunting stuff mm. and that sort of thing. This was just something that was incredible, you know. And sometimes you get these franchises and ideas that are incredible, but it's not something I will ever gravitate towards. So yeah, it wouldn't it, it you know it didn't massively get me hyped anyway. I'd prefer him be working on other stuff, you know he has a certain movie coming out pretty soon that the mm. hype levels are off the charts for
0: yeah for sure um so yeah we'll see on this one like i'm i'm, I'm curious it's a difficult one but um mm. it, i i was disappointed in myself because i could see the excitement when he announced this and it, it filled me with nothing but disappointment but i have to be <laughs> honest <laughs> um but yeah that was that was all the news this week some pretty interesting stuff there um but yeah should we talk about the first movie this week let's do it let's talk about ready or not Yeah, obviously this is um I forgot that this was a fright fest film as well. Yeah. Um and obviously came out a very long time ago in the US. Wasn't it like in August or something crazy oh, like early August?
1: I think it was one of those that came out just before it, it premiered at fright fest.
0: Yeah. Um, and obviously finally came out sort of end of September yeah. for us. Um
1: 21st of August it's saying on IMDb.
0: Yeah, I think it did okay in America okay. as well. It seemed like people were pretty, you know, happy with the reception. it yeah. got. But, um
1: yeah. yeah. Do you want to give us a Opening weekend domestic made back its budget.
0: Right. That's, uh, that's pretty decent, then. Yeah. What was the budget? Six mil. All oh, right. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Apparently worldwide gross is 50 right now.
0: Yeah. They've got to be happy um, with that then, haven't they? Know,
1: yeah. Yeah. The, you know, it's kind of the um, Blumhouse kind of figures we're talking about there, which they've got to mm. be pretty happy with.
0: Which, and um, obviously, this isn't Bloom House, which is no. interesting. I think it is very interesting. I was going to kind of get into it in our film discussion itself, but this is a Walt Disney production. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very, it's very odd.
0: Which, I can't um, remember the exact logistics of how this happened, but they basically, they have acquired a studio, and they are looking about releasing, you know, these adults, because this was rated 18 in mm. the United Kingdom, so rated R in the US. And, yeah, you, when was the last time you just see Disney putting out an R-rated product? You know, almost yeah. never. Yeah, um, it's
1: pretty mad. I mean, obviously you now with Fox and stuff, they've kind of gone that way, I guess, you know, taking taking them as well. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, um <clears throat> Yeah, and this movie's kind of interesting because it got that 18 as well because it's something that we very really have seen recently in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so obviously Ready or Not um centers around a bride and her wedding night and um the fantastic kind of, we've seen her a few times now, Samara Weaving plays Grace. Mm. Um, and it's her husband, Alex, I think. Sure. Um, we'll call him Alex. <laughs> and, um, basically she is, um, um, adopted and has no family. And Alex is from a extremely wealthy family. Um, and they get married on the, in the family kind of manner. And, um, part of the family tradition um which grace only gets told about on her wedding night um is that um in order to get invited into the family she has to take part in a game um and the game is randomly selected for her and it can be anything from uh tiddlywinks to monopoly to um we're all gonna hunt you down and kill you
0: Mm. basically (laughs) Well, it's basically hide and seek, but hide and seek that inv- that involves murder.
1: Yeah, it, it's odd because I wasn't because the initial kind of premise of this um, I knew, which was pretty much that. And in my mm. mind, I was like, "Oh, okay, so the family just twist whatever yeah. thing that comes up." So if it's like connect four, they'll they'll find a sinister way to play that game. Yeah, you know, but it but it seems like going into this movie that that's not the case. That actually. There is basically a deck of cards, and this one is the one where they have to become psychopaths. Yeah, which hardly ever comes up, apparently. Yeah, and all other games (laughs) are just friendly games for a bit of a laugh, because the family made their money in games, so it's kind of like the initiation. Yeah, Um, it's very odd. Which was a little bit disappointing to me, actually, because um, I wanted the family to be kind of more overtly sinister. Mm. Um and they kind of they kind of are, but they're kind of not, you know, and they you know, that's played for laughs at times and it's still interesting, but yeah, I kind of wanted it to be more of a sinister thing.
0: Um, <clears throat> i think it's unnecessarily confusing as well because i think it would have been easier to understand if it was just like what you mm. said you draw a random game and whatever it is whether it's chess or hide yeah. and seek it's always going to be some crazy spin on it but it's yeah. very clearly and
1: i kind of like i'd like the idea then that as she's hiding up they're all just getting like the weapons just like chuckling away to themselves and it's very normal to them um, yeah but i guess kind of the, the reason why that doesn't exist is because alex is kind of estranged from his family he's moved away from them because of these weird traditions and stuff and Mm. um grace has kind of forced him to reconcile because she so desperately wants to be part of a family so obviously in terms of plot it kind of makes sense that he would never have come back um if they were just going to play this game in a sinister way he was just thinking you know there's a one in 52 chance that i'm gonna have to deal with this so let's take you know let's, let's spin the odds
0: it's also um, weird because it seems like, obviously, some of the family members <clears throat> don't want to take part. But then there's kind of like this unwritten rule of, oh, well, if you don't take part, you'll die. And mm. so then it's like, well, so is this the whole family that's taking part? Like, it's very confusing because like what you said, obviously, he just wanted to run away. So if he would have mm. just ran away and just lived with his girlfriend, would they have just been fine? Like, well, because yeah, they
1: didn't get married.
0: Yeah. Like, so, so what if you would have just got, like, got married in another country, like away from all of this? And they didn't even know like would he just be happy ever after like it's very it's unnecessarily confusing i think it's like what what was Mm. a simple premise in the trailer when you actually watch it unfold in the movie it's weird (laughs) Mm.
1: yeah it it definitely is um but you know once we get stuck into it we, we are basically then a cat and mouse the family trying to hunt down kind of grace in the house um and it, it's kind of what you've seen in the trailers if you've seen the trailers and it's kind of the meat of the movie is the movie that you want where it is kind of them hunting her down um and that's you know the the lion's share of it really after that we mm. kind of you know we, we we might talk about it a bit further on but not not right now yeah so yeah ready or not
0: yeah i mean i thought this movie was atrocious um i thought that it somehow was it took way too long to get going. It takes about 30 minutes to get to the actual point of the game starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, so that initial 30 minutes would have to interest you in other ways because they're not getting to the game quick enough of what you're here to see if you've seen the trailers and so you know i feel like your two lead characters would have to carry a lot of that weight and i didn't like them at all i didn't feel any chemistry between the two of them whatsoever i didn't believe their relationship in the slightest so therefore i never cared about what happened to either of them um and so i thought that was a, a massive issue kind of that was what the first 30 minutes of a good version of this film would set up would be yeah. like really there care about the
1: relationship Between grace and the brother
0: yeah and and that Um, was and and even on
1: screen chemistry yeah you know it was it was odd um there was nothing
0: between our two leads at all like it was very weird
1: and it's not like there's anything later on between them there is no reason but they just have a better on-screen chemistry and just gelled better together
0: yeah, it's just all those scenes I just found <clears throat> to either be boring or awkward between the two of them. And so that's immediately a massive problem this movie has. But then you think, okay, if the supporting cast can massively pick up that slack and be entertaining and interesting, then maybe this would still be a good movie. But unfortunately, they don't either. Um, I didn't like any of the supporting cast. They ranged from either bowl or um sorry dull or just you know irrelevant to just painfully awkward and unfunny um and i think that's the main crux of this movie for me is that it has it's filled with jokes obviously like this is way way more comedy focused than i was expecting and i don't think any of the jokes delivered for me personally mm-hmm. um i could kind of i felt like they were all extremely predictable i could see them coming a mile away and that was kind of like The movie in general, really like every beat, whether it was a joke, a reveal, a death, a set piece, it was also painfully obvious what was going to happen from beat to beat. Um, where like the next five minutes was painfully orchestrated and it was just getting there, took so long. And it was like, okay, this is the heel turn, this is the fake heel turn, has the comedy death, has the comedy undeath. Like, and every moment up until the credits, I just found to be extremely predictable and dull. Like, this was a paint by numbers horror movie and it was almost everything I don't like about horror really, which is just dull and interesting characters telling really bad jokes. Um, Everything is in slight of a joke. So any kind of interesting storytelling or characters or reveals, it's all just in favor of jokes and none of those jokes are funny. So you just end up with this kind of, to me anyway, just a relevant movie that um, I was incredibly bored throughout, like incredibly bored. Um, You know, we, the, we watched the movie before this, um, which we'll, which we'll get to. And that was a movie that kind of, I don't want to get into the discussion too much, nice. but I was I was interested throughout it, shall we say. Whereas this was like the opposite, where <laughs> you could shut your eyes and ten mm. minutes later, and you wouldn't have missed anything interesting. And the other main issue I had, obviously, with following up from Joker was, in terms of the acting, it felt like if you watched the World Cup final and then you immediately went out and watched your local Sunday league team play football, mm. um, <laughs> it, they were mimicking the same actions but it was a completely different level of class in terms oh, yeah, of acting. Nice day, you know, it was just like the, these guys, I kind of felt sorry for the times because there is talent involved in this movie. There's a few names in this actually that I've recognized yeah. and I've liked in other stuff and I didn't think anyone was good. Um, but yeah, what did you think of this movie?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, as, I'm not as kind of low on it as you are. Um, I liked, I thought Samara did well. I, I liked her in this and kind of, I like her as a lead. Um, she didn't have a lot to play off with the rest of the characters because I pretty much didn't like any of the other characters apart from uh, the, the brother. Mm. Um, but I I enjoyed this movie for parts of it. Like every criticism you've given the movie is valid, and I can't really argue against it. Um, the the jokes for me were the biggest problem because they really don't land, and um, they do take away from the movie. What the movie does have is it does have some decent gore. Um, I enjoyed kind of the, the, the game when you got the game, uh, bet- you know, the actual hide and seek, uh, you know, kind of. It wasn't necessarily hide and seek. It was just her, you know, running around the house trying to get yeah, away from a, More <laughs> like a home invasion movie kind yeah. of quasi type thing. But I still enjoyed that when that was happening. She had kind of this scene with the butler um where she was kind of getting ready to escape that like, i quite enjoyed and there were that a was of the best like scene
0: of the entire movie um i really liked that scene yeah if, if yeah, it's the scene it was, when she's loading a gun quietly and he's like
1: humming the tune i love
0: of, like, that in horror movies when someone's trying to do a yeah. really small action very quietly i've always liked that because mm. i always think in those situations like loading a gun would be incredibly difficult to do if you're trying to make mm. no sound so, yeah, i did like that one scene
1: yeah, and you know, and she's kind of slowly like cocking the trigger and mm. he's like, humming a tune and then he kind of stops and looks. And it's I yeah, thought that was, was all done extremely well. Yeah. Um and the movie had a distinct lack of that because quite often, um, Grace will just run straight into characters. Like she mm. should have died multiple times in this movie. Um and one of them was played straight for laughs. The rest of them weren't you know, she she should have yeah, I would have liked more of that cat and mouse. But the stuff I got I enjoyed. I think it had some you know it had some decent um gore in it um you know the 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 end in particular I think it has a very satisfying ending for people that are kind of like if people were in it at that point, I think they would have got kicks out of that um so I think this I think this would be you know much better received at a festival I think seeing it at a fright fest and that sort of thing it just with kind of a horror audience we had a terrible audience for this movie um you know, seeing it with a horror audience and that sort of thing, you can have fun with it. You could, you know, it's one of these ones that you could throw on in the background, um, but it, you know, we've seen such high quality stuff this year that, you know, this movie is just average. You know, I don't, I don't dislike it. I I was not, I, I was, I was, I was a little bit bored at times, and especially at the start. You know, it wasn't fantastic, but I certainly didn't hate this movie. But there's just so many special movies out there right now that mm. this movie, to me, in my mind, will quickly get lost in the ether.
0: Yeah, I was really disappointed actually because yeah. this got a I was quite reception. excited for this. Um, yeah, it got a great reception in the US. Seemed to have got a good reception at Fright Fest in general. Um, and so I was really expecting something cool, and I liked the fact that it was Disney trying something different, obviously. Yeah. And- i think that's where i'm really disappointed actually and, and also talking about the directors they're kind of known as radio silence as a collective they've done yeah. some stuff that i really enjoyed they did the uh segment in the original vhs the kind of yeah, halloween Band, didn't they? Um, yeah they did a segment in ha- southbound as well but yeah the, the segment in vhs the kind of the halloweeny one um mm. was awesome like it was it kind of like predated what hell house eventually yeah, did. yeah. um I loved that. I thought it was incredible. And so, yeah, I actually like them as filmmakers as well. And yeah, like we've seen Samara and some stuff where she's been fantastic as well. And kind of, I like dumb premises like this as well, mm. where it's just like, yeah, oh, it's too. a hide and seek game gone wrong. And that's, that's fine for me. Um, That's good enough. And if you, as long as you give me good gore and some cool, interesting characters and yeah, like outside of that one moment, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause that was where this movie could have been cool. Kind of playing mm. with the spatial awareness. Cause that's something that this movie doesn't do at all like what you yeah, well, said she's running in into the characters constantly like, yeah like they're never really separated considering they, this is supposed to be hide and seek within yeah five minutes of hide and seek starting they see exactly where she is and then she, the, um, the rest of the movie is just them acting like clowns not being able to yeah. kill her
1: they show the house early on and the house has got all like servant quarter corridors and stuff and like it is a labyrinth and yeah, they really don't explore that. You know, like you say, she basically bundles into them straight away. And then from then on out, she's never that far away from them. Mm. She's pretty much having a conversation with characters most of the time then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is one of those where, you know, like I say, I I, I can't really sit here and defend it in any way. It, I just, you know, it didn't offend me that much. Um, but it really, you know, like I say, in the, the things we've seen this year this movie will just get lost for me. And I really thought it was going to be more than that. I wonder if, you know, if the comedy lands does, you know, will that elevate it quite a bit more? Um, I think you would have that, to. you know, that side of it, because it just wasn't my type of comedy. And like you say, it was very, it was very predictable.
0: If you like um, 10 different jokes about crossbows, you'll love this film.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was kind of like, um, you know, very, very mild spoilers, I guess, but kind of like one of the, uh maids gets accidentally offed by, mm. by one of the family and they kind of make a bit of a joke of it at the time and when it first happened it was kind of I, the first time I was kind of like oh that's quite funny and you know alright and then and then they kind of basically continued that where the same character then just continued to accidentally off kind of servants and yeah. it just was annoying and I was kind of thinking to myself um and it like even Grace has like a bundling kind of scene with one and I really wanted kind of Grace to be taken out the family members and kind of maybe at the start it was more in like a bundling kind of lucky way you know almost with the um uh servant hatch kind of scenario those sorts of things with the family members because there's quite a few family members mm. and then obviously as the movie progresses she gets progressively more badass and you know then starts to fight back even more that's what I wanted this movie to be yeah and they kind of they kind of show us her becoming a bit of a badass, but then she just kind of legs it. And, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of wanted you to be this kind of badass and have this backwards and forwards more.
0: It's um, a good point. I kind of forgot that as I was watching it, where I was like, that's the movie that I thought we was going to get. Yeah. You, know, you see from the posters, she's got the, the wedding dress, yeah, this kind of blood drenched awesome. with the gun and everything. And you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be her fighting back. And she really doesn't, you know, there's hardly yeah. any interactions where she's actually, Fighting to to off someone, it isn't mm. purely for the for the gain of running away. Because I think is she aware of the time limit that's going on in the game? I can't um, remember if that was something she was aware of or not.
1: Well, she was at the start of the evening. At the right. start of the game, she had until dawn because she was kind of like fuck this, I'm going to be oh yeah before then. But obviously, yeah. that was when she thought it was just a bit of fun still.
0: Because um, obviously, yeah, she's just trying to get away most of the time. Like, and there's another scene that I thought oh is so awful was when she got in a car and started to drive away. Uh, And then they just do this stupid joke with like what I thought was originally an AI, but it's not an AI. It's kind of like a helper person on a phone line who kind of like shuts down her car and it's just like, that bit was awful. And it just reminded me as well that in general, the dialogue in this movie was atrocious, not just the jokes, but in general, there are so many scenes where characters just start shouting expletives and that's how they kind of end the scene to go into the next. Did you notice that where it was just mm. like the, the, the bloke in particular, the kind of father, he would oh, constantly just be like F F F shit, shit, shit. And then just, and then that mm. would be like the end of the scene. And they'd be like, ha ha ha, that's funny. Someone's shouting swear words. Yeah. Like no, it, he, that's how he, what the level him... it got to.
1: Him, the father figure, and his sister were just terrible. You know, you basically got... Yeah, you you have a father figure and his wife. The wife was fine, like, didn't offend me, but just didn't really get to bring anything to it. He was awful. The... He then has a sister that's kind of just this terrible character she's the worst <laughs> character in the film um that's hard to you, pick
0: that as well i don't yeah. know there's quite a lot of and friends then, and
1: then you basically get the brother and his wife and i, I like the brother um and i thought his wife was the stereotype kind of um, was she the
0: one who was just doing like cocaine because that she yeah on my head in she was so annoying
1: yeah i mean she was kind of that gold digger type you know what she was she was playing a straight-up stereotype and i was mm. okay with that Um, and then there was kind of like the kind of sister and, and her husband, which didn't make any sense to me, kind of really what their dynamic was and like that side of things. And he was, he was the one with the crossbow and stuff. And, Mm. oh no, hang on. No, the one that was doing the drugs was the sister who was the... the one that you really dislike i was
0: gonna say to you as what? well like did you have any idea the relationships between all the people because I, I mean didn't. clearly in not terms as of, i'm
1: describing this in terms and of I like who
0: so. was who was a brother or sister and who was like a you know married into the family yeah, like so that, was, that was so unclear was to me
1: obviously the bloke that she was marrying and then his brother was the other um, yeah, guy Adrian, and then and then the sister was the one that was doing the drugs
0: right yeah
1: accidentally killing all the maids and stuff so
0: so so the guy she's marrying just had one brother and one sister
1: yeah, that was, that was there. Yeah, I think there's just the three of them, yeah. Um, but I can't be certain
0: on that. But yeah, it just reminded me as well of the dialogue. One one thing that really, both these lines just stood out like sore thumbs to me, and I don't know whether this was them trying to have some sort of message with this movie, because the only message I got from it was that apparently they don't like rich people. Um, <laughs> yeah. there's There's two lines. I think the brother says this at one point, where he's like, it's true what they say about rich people, they really are different. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then later on, we get another line from Samara, who, when she's just got out of the house compound, a car just drives past and doesn't help her. And she's just like fucking rich people. And that's what she... And I was just like... That that one stood out massively because she's literally on the run and the family
1: are looking for her just the other side of the fence. And she has... It was one of those scenes that you talk about where it cuts away as she's still shouting and swearing. Yeah, And I'm like you're meant to be hiding and you're just shouting and swearing for no reason to no one about rich people. And it, yeah, it really did stand out.
0: Like, um, I would love to think that they're, they, they're aware of the irony here, which I really don't think they are. Cause it seems like they're making a movie that's kind of supposed to be targeting like, yeah, rich people are weird. They do these weird traditions, but you're making a movie that's produced by Walt Disney company. Like <laughs> you must be aware of the irony here. Like, it's such a crazy level of irony that I just can't even begin to unpack it. It's, it's ridiculous is what it is. Like, that's how much it stood out for me. Where I was just like, I don't know what you're even trying to do here. This, this script is a goddamn mess from, from, from the start to the end, really. Um, yeah,
1: it's weird, really. It, it, you know, it's one of these things where I, I do really think, and we've seen it so many times recently, that there's this cool, fun concept that it, as a concept I, I really like is something mm. that I just think will be dumb fun. And then it's just dumber than I wanted it to be. You know, we had it with kind of these escape room stuff and the True Ford Dare or whatever it was and kind of all of these things, you know, and this is just another one of those where like in premise, I'm like, this is not going to be movie of the year. It's not going to be the most crazy, well-written thing with all this hidden meaning or anything like that. You know, I'm not going to go watch Midsummer, mm. but I'm probably going to have a fun time and it's just yeah. going to be, you know, it's going to be happy death day. Mm. And it's just not, you know. And I know Happy Death Day is a really good movie, but like, yeah. you know, the, what, what the original expectation for Ready Death Day, what, yeah, Ready Death Day, <laughs> Happy Death Day was, you know, and kind of, you know, we're we're just not getting that with these movies where they just kind of, you know, um, scrimp out in the last minute. And when we see some of these things that were at Fright Fest, um you know this is one that got a, quite a bit of buzz and i am not overly seeing it you know we watched we watched movies like serial killers guide to life that was just the jokes were way better the movie was way better you know even even a you know small little budget movie low budget movie like barge people was just infinitely mm. more fun throughout and yeah this one that's getting a big theatrical run just doesn't hang with those let alone kind of the the real big movies of the year
0: yeah, I agree with you. Like, I wasn't going into this thinking like, oh, it's going to floor me. It's going to be a contender yeah. and this and that. I definitely expect it to be like, you know what? It's going to be a fun movie to watch on a on a Saturday night when we Yeah, did. we can you have know, a fun chat about it. Yeah, we've just watched a very serious movie. And now let's kind of unwind and, and it'll just be worth the 90 minutes. And that's not what I got in the slightest. It felt yeah. like a giant waste of time. And I really want my five pounds back for, for paying to see it. And yes, <laughs> our local cinema is incredibly cheap. Don't ask me why. Apparently, no one goes to the cinema in our local area area um Correct. so at least we didn't have to pay too much money to see this damn movie um no. but yeah what what's your recommendation for this one
1: i mean not really i think um if you're maybe having a halloween party and you want something on in the background but there are there are still better options options for that really it's it, it was it was a miss for me and a disappointment um you know
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i completely agree like i don't i wouldn't recommend this on any level like to, to me it was a literally a waste of money and time um and i'm really disappointed by it because like you say there's people behind the camera and in front of the camera that i've enjoyed their work in the past and i'm sure i'll, en- I'll enjoy their work in the future um but this is not one of those projects <laughs> i do not ever want to think about this movie ever again it was just dull In um, hey. but uh yeah should we talk about another movie shit shall we We will be right back to discuss Joker. This
1: is Richard Brake. Grab your fucking popcorn. You're listening to Super Horror Bros.
0: So, yeah, a little bit of an interesting one here. Obviously, I don't even know if we were ever going to cover this for the show. Um, No. We thought, why not have a little discussion on it? Because it's it's probably got more actual, I'd say, horror content than the last movie that we just discussed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the reason why we're talking about this movie, guys, is because Joker is a hidden horror movie. Mm. And people that aren't into, you know, people that listen to this show that don't watch kind of other things, you know, they are just into horror might sleep on this. And that's why we thought we'd give it the the, the kind of attention that it does deserve, because, mm. yeah, to me, this movie is a more of a horror movie than quite a few things that we've given standalone episodes to
0: absolutely um, if you talk about character development and just mm. a a study of a character this is a straight up like horror movie this is up there with like a silence of the lambs type you know study of yeah. of mental illness and stuff like that like, yeah I, I think it's absolutely with, with some movie.
1: crazy violence th- to throw in as well you know, mm. absolute brutal violence on screen um yeah. one of the things that um shocked me the most was the level of violence and actually looking mm. around the cinema and seeing people that were just c- completely ill-prepared for it, oh, really so struggling, you know. Well, people, people were weren't ready visibly... for this movie in general. Let alone the exactly. violence. <laughs> people were visibly, like, anxious, like, watching this movie, which was fun to see. Um
0: you know, yeah, we were with a crowd that was expecting a aquaman they were yeah. expecting this big budget superhero movie yeah. and that's not what this is this is two hours long of a character study of a really damaged and mentally ill person who's struggling mm. with life and yeah. it's a really impactful watch um it's something that i was very nervous and curious about going into this movie like this movie was really interesting to me because, you know, first and foremost, we love the character of the Joker. We have yeah. done throughout all, you know, films, animated TV series and video games mostly. And it's such an incredible character that's close to our hearts. And um, when it was first announced that so they were obviously doing this movie with Joaquin Phoenix starring, I don't know why, but I was never excited for this movie in the slightest. Mm. Um I love the character and I really like Joaquin and I've hardly seen him in anything in recent years as well. So this was like a match made in heaven for me, but I just don't know why. I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know if I well, needed like an origin story for Joker. DC, that's why as well. Like... Yeah, but it was weird because what they were saying was actually good. It was kind of like, we're just going to worry about making a good movie. And yeah, we're not going to worry that, about
1: said that before
0: universe i know You're but it didn't look
1: before. like that it did it did um but you know but i don't
0: know why i just i don't know how you felt like going in because obviously we are like the especially me like i am a perpetrator of hype i love getting myself hyped silly for things over years yeah um just talking <laughs> oh, about death stranding um whereas this was a movie that like i went to see with zero hype in terms of like yeah, yeah this is a character that i love and an actor in love but you know what i actually don't care if i see this movie <laughs> so no, yeah like i mean
1: i had enough hype levels to get us into the cinema for it. yeah uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was, um, you know, just just interested more than anything because of what you've said. The, the Joker is such an amazing character, and one mm. that we love all pretty much all iterations of. Like you say, mm. across media as well. Like there isn't a character that i love in video games that i've loved on the big screen that i've mm. loved in you know i've I've watched the um anime of it you know and just everything
0: um so many different interpretations yeah all you know brilliant.
1: i've watched cartoons you know with my little boy and and lego you know mm. iterations of it and just everything and the joke is just awesome in everything and so video games
0: uh, are special as well
1: exactly very special you know those arkham games are incredible um so kind of i just wanted to see it man and like you know i wasn't exp- i wasn't ready for the movie that i saw because i didn't know much about this because uh but I, I, I absolutely loved it you know this this movie is a like you say we we meet um arthur fleck who is basically will become the joker and it's really a movie about mental health and this this guy that has had this terrible uh, upbringing has this terrible life is treated terribly by everyone and um has this, you know, basically with the Joker, you know, he's always known for laughing and kind of, you know, being this eccentric character. With with this this iteration of Joker, his um, laugh is derived from uh, basically a, a mental illness. It's almost um, Tourette's-like, isn't it, really? Mm, yeah, Where he, he will can't just control get it. Uncontrollable laughter at <laughs> inappropriate moments. Um, and, it, and it's just portrayed so well and it, it, it's so sinister and out of place and it kind of at some points you feel really sorry for him and at other points you, you feel sinister by the laugh and kind of, um, you know, I just thought the movie was fascinating and kind of as the movie progresses and as the character gets kind of darker and darker and into more and more of a despair and starts to kind of get the shades of kind of what is this iteration of Joker, because for 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 the lion's share of this movie, he is not the Joker, mm. you know, and he kind of unbeknownst to him becomes that character. It's not something that's like this slow, you know. He he's this eccentric guy, and he's trying to become a character. It, the the character just becomes itself. Um, yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was done fantastic, and kind of the way that this movie built towards its finale it was i'm not going to be spoiling anything by the way um this finale i feel like we might
0: have to talk about the ending though because it's very interesting
1: potentially um but but not right now um yeah you know the way it built towards it it was honestly the most um ill and kind of worried and anxious that i went into going into this final scene ever, any at all it kind of builds towards this moment and you kind of have an idea where the character's head is at and kind of what their intent is and how it's going to go down. And I just felt like sick to my stomach as mm. it was happening. And, but then also like just seeing this crazy kind of story unravel. Um, this, this movie was just an absolute win for me. You know, I was completely blown away by it um, because yeah, like I said, I, I wanted to see this movie, but I I didn't have any idea what I was going into and to have this kind of dark, um, you know, um, beginning of a you know this villain and kind of I really hope it's the beginning of something for DC where they they go darker with these characters because Mm. we've seen in the video games that these characters can be dark they can be fun and kind of you know Arnold Schwarzenegger can be Mr. Freeze but you can also have some real dark characters you know characters like the Riddler and Penguin you know can be so dark and I, I just really hope we get some of that now we get more of this goodness because this was fantastic for me.
0: Yeah, th- this movie was fascinating for me. It, it grew on me. Like, I think my overall impression of it is going to grow over time as well. Like, I mm. like this movie quite a bit, and I've got a feeling that the more I think about it, the more I watch it, it's one that I am def- desperately want to see again. Um, I think it will, as time goes on, we'll just I'll only be more and more hyped about it, because initially I was kind of like this is what i expect um in good and bad way and in the good way is that i expected an incredible performance um mm. i expected genuinely one of the best i've ever seen on the big screen um i i think that he's already got one hand on the oscar at this point it's that phenomenal um of yeah. a performance but i think that at times and we've maybe not discussed this too much on the show but those types of performances what i describe as an oscar bait performance is the movies always suffer because they're basically a vehicle for a great performance yeah not i, I a great movie. really
1: i really enjoy those type of movies you know?
0: yeah because they're just you have to have that amount of on-screen time for one character it's hard to make a cohesive overall movie and, and i definitely think the first hour of this movie suffers because of that um it feels at times like you're just watching a, an amazing act in showreel from wacky phoenix playing this character and you're kind of like but where's the movie like i get that he's playing this character and i genuinely believe he's arthur fleck watching it um and i'm watching this slow descent into madness which is incredible but i wonder where the kind of the movie is and i think feel like it definitely changes direction about halfway through and suddenly it starts setting up so many different stuff in terms of world building which I really didn't expect suddenly Gotham and all these other different named characters become a, a big part of this movie um which I just wasn't expecting I really thought this was going to be yeah. 2 hours of wacky Phoenix I, playing I, Joker um,
1: I almost didn't think we'd even get reference to that they're in Gotham
0: I was going mean? to say yeah. well yeah. early on there was obviously obviously I know you're saying before the movie but when yeah. we were watching the movie there was like a TV show or something and and I genuinely thought oh that's going to be it like yeah. they're just going to it's going to be like oh that's a cool little nod you know they're watching TV and yeah, they're, they're in like, golf oh, okay, and that's literally um, it yeah. um this otherwise this could just be a story about anyone else and at times I was watching it and I was going does this need the license C- couldn't this just be Whacking Phoenix playing this this character and I wondered but then I guess no one would go watch it yeah
1: um, I was I was thinking that too because even like probably an hour in I was struggling to see how this character would become Joker. Yeah. Um but did, did it come together for you? Like did you know him, when he actually became Joker at the end, you know, did did that feel like a you know character that you wanted?
0: It's really difficult because I don't know how I can explain this without <laughs> spoiling the movie. Um I'll try my best <laughs> for now. Um basically I think what would have been a better realization of this character and a better movie is not what they gave us having said that i'm going to contradict that point in that i loved the ending and i actually it gets me way way more excited for uh, future projects like what you said Mm. um again it's very very difficult without going to spoilers i think that what they'd set up actually wasn't is a bit what they'd set up and then what they gave us was a bit disloyal to the character um in terms of what they actually gave us i think what what they actually gave us in the end was the hero Joker that we're used to. Yeah. And I don't think I wanted Joaquin Phoenix to play that character based upon how incredible he was as this really, um, really sad character. You know, Mm. I I was filled with sadness watching this movie and I'm, i'm really happy the movie made me feel this way and the thing that i was nervous about going in was actually my favorite thing overall which was that this was a really fucking uncomfortable watch oh, and so uncomfortable. I, I wouldn't recommend this for a lot of different people i think you have to be really um aware of your own kind of issues in life to be able to even yeah. remotely enjoy this movie because yeah. i think it's really tough to watch and that's what great movies are um and again, but the ending kind of throws that all away. And at the end, you're like, see, there's the Joker. That's the Joker you know and love. And I, I love that because I do love the Joker. But I do think it kind of goes against what this version of the character was. And I think it would have been a more impactful movie had they not kind of went the more traditional Joker route. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: I know what you mean. I kind of feel like it's not quite the traditional Joker route, though, in that he is a uh, unwilling hero like he became a symbol without trying to become a symbol Mm. you know he um he was known as you know for whatever reason as a clown and and you know the imagery of the clown was in the papers and people latched onto that and then you know he had his um you know the finale of this movie was him 100 percent going after his own internal demons and in doing so it inevitably started a revolution yeah. And now he's kind of like the the unknowing, unwanted leader of that. Um, and I, I hope that if we get more of this and I pray we get more of this, that that gets explored, that he he slowly becomes more comfortable in that role and becomes more jokery because he definitely has that swagger about him at times where he is mm. the more traditional joker. But he never fully transitioned. And I hope that kind of this character grows more in the the, the you know when we see him again. Yeah, God I love we'll that he's him again.
0: he's never kind of fully in control, which you know, mm. the Joker is the kind of the man with the plan, even though there's the madness, he is always one step ahead of everyone. And mm. even when he has his plan going into the finale, he's still this kind of timid, introverted man in this mm. kind of exuberant look. And I really love that. And dug he that He seems
1: and... more Edward Enigma riddler than than Joker at times, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, well it's just Joaquin's performance was just ridiculously good. I mean we, we kind of discussed it off air, but yeah. I don't think there's a character in the history of any forms of entertainment that has, has had the amount of talent attached to it that this one character has. No, no, it's
1: matters.
0: Um, It's genuinely incredible. Like, they're, they're all so incredible in their own different ways across video games and the films and TV and everything. And it's like almost impossible to pick a favorite. And that's what I love so much about it is that they're all completely different. I think when Heath Ledger did his performance as the Joker, I thought that was kind of the blueprint of like, this is the big budget movie version of Joker. And he nailed that so much and you can't possibly go near that. And I'm so glad that we've seen a few different iterations of Joker since then that haven't tried to just be that because you can't, um, Mm you can't be the hero you can't be that version of the joker anymore you have to try something different and so that's what i loved so much about joaquin's performance which i mean it's hard to judge but i think he has the best laugh for me personally out of all of them um we've we've had some pretty amazing ones just
1: the way that that story i mean the hamill laugh i think is iconic but this Mm. one just with the story behind it but it's just all fantastic like you said um you know there's a very good chance that this character is going to win two oscars for best acting yeah. yeah. Which is just insanity. And I, I don't think it can be underplayed kind of Phoenix's performance in this because he mm. is just out of this world. You know, it's it's one, um, you know, we, we've we've kind of um, uh, said it a couple of times this year on the show that you, you know, McAvoy in particular, that kind mm. of you you. You, you start to expect the kind of crazy performances and then you just yeah. get what you've expected. And, and like, I, I think at times like with McAvoy and it and, and, you know, um, glass, we, we almost downplayed how incredible he was because yeah. you just kind of like, Oh, it's McAvoy. He's incredible. Yeah. And it's like with this, like going into it, I was, I was the same. I was like, Oh, he's just going to be like a, a awesome version of this character. And then will I like this version of the character? But no, he's more than that. He, he, he transformed himself for this
0: movie it's a really good point like to not gloss over that because Mm. yeah we get to a point especially with actors and we you know we talked about like once upon a time in hollywood we were like of course it's not a revelation that leonardo dicaprio and brad pitt are great actors Mm. but it's still worth noting when they put in these Performances. force performances yeah. that are so goddamn good and better than everyone else on the planet. You have mm. to speak up and say why. And and with Whacking in this movie, like you say, he transforms his entire body and his facial structure and everything to fit this character. And then I've he, watched he a few interviews. I've watched a few interviews of the last week, you know, of him talking about his movie on chat shows and he's just this like normal dude. Now who's kind of like assuming his real being as a, as a real life human being. And it's weird seeing it where it's like, it kind of looks like Arthur Fleck, but it's, but it's not, do you know what I mean? Because he embodies that character. He becomes that he makes it a real person, yeah. Um, which just makes this movie extra special. And yeah, you talked about the violence as well. Like my God, I think the, some of the best use of violence probably since Lords of chaos in terms of mm. impactful violence that made me sick to my stomach um i thought it was so well done whenever whenever
1: was in this movie and, and i don't really want to talk about anything no um any specifics but like when the violence happened it was always shocking it was always unexpected yeah like and it was lingering like it wasn't just this you know blam cut away it was it you know the the violence happens uh, you know and then we deal with the consequences and it's there on screen in your face you know you're not it's not cutting away it's not shy to show you something that that violent and bloody mm. and um I've got to give it the respect for that yeah like I say it's the most uncomfortable I've been in the cinema yeah like you said probably since Lords of Chaos and uh, for that to be in a DC movie and you know I think hats off to them and I just I just hope that they continue on that path now. That's yeah, just my I mean... only hope now that, you know, the movie has smashed it. It's the highest grossing October release of all time, is it not? Mm, I think so, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, it's done what it needed to do. Um, and And hopefully they can see that this sort of thing has legs and this sort of thing has fans because it's definitely got a fan in me.
0: Well yeah and we we've obviously we discussed this a lot off air because yeah, we're huge horror fans, but we are huge superhero movie fans and yeah. um it's been painful to say the least to watch some of these DC movies in the last few years. Um you know i especially i liked some of them in particular aquaman and wonder woman i think are good movies but their kind of attempt at mimicking the mcu was painful to watch yeah. in justice league and batman versus superman and so like i love that they've kind of taken a step back and been like okay we have some of the greatest characters ever created let's just give them to talented people and talented actors and then let's, let's just see what the hell happens mm. and what they've done here is by far the best this is by far the best dc movie since christopher nolan's batman yeah, trilogy definitely. like definitely. it's not even close um and the fact that it even in some cases i could i could argue that it's you know on that level which is insane yeah, this, is,
1: this is comparable like in a different scale because they yeah. are straight up action movies this movie like if you want an action movie don't go see this movie
0: no, you that's know, what this, I loved about it because our audience was expecting that. Exactly, they were expecting Batman. They, people you know, came in with giant popcorns and fizzy drinks <laughs> and then you get a two-hour, really uncomfortable look yeah. at someone struggling in life. And I know. think
1: that's the thing. This movie really delves into the me- mental health issues and I think you touched upon a great point there that, like, if you've if you've got your own demons and that sort of thing, this movie is going to be difficult for you to get through because yeah. this, this movie was difficult for me. Like... Um, you know seeing this character and seeing what he was going through and seeing that like the system was saying fuck you his work was saying fuck you everyone was just turning Mm. away from him and i you know and and inevitably what he became i was like well you know it it was it it was a creation of his own undoing you know he Mm. couldn't he was he was completely powerless for it and it was difficult to watch and you know to put that in a you know movie that is gonna you know that's got this branding, and uh, you know it's gonna be seen it's the by joker so many it's the child-friendly exactly. joker <laughs> you know it's it's kind of insanity you know and uh, it, it's fantastic it's a great gamble from them and, yeah. yeah it 100 percent it, it paid off for me
0: it's incredibly bold filmmaking and we talk about it all the time where there are certain people who just don't need to make risks but i think it's Ooh. amazing in this dying age the um again not to harp on endgame all the time but like and we're not going to spoil it but that movie takes so many risks that they don't need to take in 2019 i think if you're disney and people give shit to disney all the time and and a lot of it is rightful but they are taking chances with these big ips that they don't need to they could be churning out five iron man movies a year and they'd all make a billion dollars and it wouldn't matter if they were good or terrible Mm -hmm. whereas they're actually putting in the time and effort to make these quality movies for adults and for kids and definitely for dc i have to give props here where like they have really handled their character well um and we obviously know that kind of the, the batman with uh, robert patterson is kind of the next yeah. project with matt reeves attached i mean how excited are we for this now like i Three genuinely roof, cannot wait i i just hope and I pray think, that like they um, keep this tone going you know the
1: more i thought about the robert patterson casting the more i was down for it and now kind of seeing like the thought of the that if Patterson and Phoenix could be in the same movie together, like <laughs> that would just be like, holy shit, like that could be incredible.
0: Yeah. It'd be so, interesting. Yeah, like again, there's hard work because we again what we're talking about here is is crossovers and and the sort of stuff that DC have failed massively yeah. recently um but yeah if they could do it you know I first and foremost I want to see a new Batman this this unique and different to what we've seen previously um
1: yeah and I think Patterson has to be that you know just just his you know his age and 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 the way he looks and everything like he he needs to be a different character and you know I'm hoping it's more of a character that I want you know I'm hoping that we get closer to a Keaton style Batman than you know a a Bale or a a Val Kilmer
0: (laughs) I want to see Robert Patterson stab someone in the neck in the opening scene of the Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And then I'd be like, you know what? I'm down. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to see. Um, yeah, but yeah, is. this was, this was really interesting. It's one of those ones, like I say, where I'm not, I'm not in love with this movie overall, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is really something special. It's one that yeah. I'm going to revisit in years to come. And I think it's only going to go up in my estimation. Um, yeah, I think so too, man. But in terms of the show, I mean, are we, are we, are we classing this as a horror movie? I, I don't is know, is this, is this eligible for top 10? Is this eligible for best of awards? Like, I mean, I
1: don't know. I mean, we're going to have to figure that shit out. I, um. I almost want to exclude it because this year yeah. is difficult enough. Um, yeah. But that's but that, not a good that, enough. Answer that at, like,
0: that performance—I don't know if I can ignore that. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see. I yeah. mean, we might we might try and come up with the BS reason for it not to be in our <laughs> top ten discussion. But I think I think some of those end of year awards, you know, mm. uh, you know, do you get much more surprising than going to see a DC movie and end up seeing a great horror movie?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, we will but... have to decide. It's a good <laughs> problem to have because it was a very, very good movie. But yeah, well, I'm, I'm assuming we both highly recommend it. <laughs> well
1: yes, and and I've recommended the people that listen to this podcast that don't yeah. ordinarily see these type of movies. This is the one to go see.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, don't go uh, see Endgame if you don't like superhero movies, but go see this.
0: Yeah, definitely. But um, also yeah.
1: see Endgame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we will take a short break, and we will be right back. Yeah, we do have a question this week. Uh of course you can always hit us up on Twitter at SHB Pod or if you want to send us a longer email, it's super Podcast at gmail.com. Um we do have one for Matt this week. Um he says, Hey guys, hope you're good. Uh what franchise or role would you like to see Samara Weaving in next? Because she's awesome. Um obviously we discussed that uh her performance so obviously we'll we we like her don't we in in previous yeah, movies definitely. um obviously didn't pan out i mean i think my my trolly answer would just be a good movie <laughs> <laughs> You're um
1: a shit. you know that <laughs> 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 um yeah i mean because what we've we seen her in now mayhem babysitter
0: Yes um, she was in I believe the first in, season Of Ash vs Evil yeah, Dead
1: Wasn't she in Ash vs Evil Dead as well which is incredible yeah. By far yeah. the best Best uh, <laughs> stuff um, I don't know But I want to see her with Jessica Roth and Emma Roberts <laughs> In just like a, You know Almost like a Scream Queens Esque style horror movie Right <laughs> That's what I want i want it i want it to be funny in the right kind of way you know so that's why i'm throwing jessica roth in there she can bring the heat from happy death day we just i'm seeing you know we'll talk about it in a minute but i'm watching american horror story and obviously i just want more emma roberts and so <laughs> then let's chuck samara in there as well dream team
0: what about them as a group of like female serial killers yes because the one thing i will what was that say movie about- that
1: we saw uh, was it this year
0: uh oh what well, uh, tragedy girls last year ah,
1: tragedy girls yeah, yeah. Tragedy girls was awesome maybe they could maybe add it to the cast for tragedy girls too <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah what, what I, I want i want I her as see. the
1: third person in tragedy girls too
0: like a, to be a little bit more serious is like, i don't want to see her time i'm genuine because <laughs> no no, i know you're genuine i was know about my, <laughs> my trolley answer before um like my genuine answer would be I don't want to see her typecast because I think that she usually could be of just you just throw her in like what they did with Ready or Not and she's just going to be the female lead and she's just there to kind of I don't know. I just, I got a feeling she's just always going to be that. And I I think she's better than that. I think like, I agree. I'm glad you brought up Jessica Roth. Cause she's someone who brings so much more to roles because they let her. And yeah. I think that Mara could do that as well. I don't want her to just be like, she's the heroine and she's marrying a fella. And now she's going to have to defend herself. Like, I think she's better than that. Um, yeah. So I, I think that she can do more stuff and I would like to maybe see her in a more, villainous role because we've not really seen that um but again it's it's going to be difficult because she's <clears throat> she's one of those people that you're just going to root for especially like with jessica as well like you said but i think tragedy girls is a perfect example of like you know when you're rooting for the serial killers it's kind of yeah. like a fun twist on that so yeah i would like yeah, to see i that's just see I want to kill some people I,
1: um, tragedy girls too that's what i think she should be in because i really <laughs> yeah. want like exactly what you said i want her to be the killer but I want yeah her to, but i'm definitely going to cheer her on so exactly yeah, tragedy girls too
0: you're in a rob uh, zombie
1: movie let's not go crazy
0: man (laughs) antagonist that people root for
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know whether we could do that (laughs) to (laughs) her
0: yeah it changes you (laughs) it does it does for the best um but yeah thank you very much for that one matt um obviously you just mentioned american horror story should we have a quick chat on that before we end it this week do it Obviously, I, I kind of teased it last week. I, I was like, I've got a sneaking suspicion you're going to like this. So, you've obviously seen it now, the first episode. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I've seen the first two. Oh, <laughs> holy shit, man. It's fun, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's really like, fun. <laughs>
1: as soon as the opening credits like the new because you know the, the the biggest excitement for episode one of american horror story for me is what is that opening credits going to be like yeah and it's baller as fuck
0: oh this yeah. might be the best one like
1: it's just got this crazy 80s theme with this hilarious like aerobics workout and 80s imagery with all then kind of this you know darker side to it and i i, I just was pumped when that was hit playing, and like um it's is exactly what I want. It's basically all of the slasher movies from the eighties chucked into one. You know, they've literally set up about a dozen serial killers <laughs> and um it makes no goddamn sense and I love it. Um you know, episode two continues on that path mm-hmm. and have you seen episode two yet
0: no nah, I've been saving um, them
1: it like it goes even more wacky they add I'm not gonna be spoiled and stuff but like they add more elements that I'm like nice. what are you doing like you don't need to go this complicated um, this better
0: end up as like Jason X by the end of the series
1: I I honestly feel like it might <laughs>
0: um and
1: yeah it's it's pro- it's just so enjoyable and like it's exactly what I want from like this sort of thing you know it's it, it's by no means like you know the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life but it's, mm. it's it's a fun. It's my like fun go to place, you know. Yeah. Especially in the last year, I have been actively buying every Arrow release of an eighties, seventies slasher movie that I haven't seen and watching them. And I'm just so deep into that right now. Yeah. That for American Horror Story could not have done this season at a better time for me. And it, it's just the the fun that I want, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to you know talk about it critically or anything like that. Um, the one thing that I did want to talk about, though, was obviously Emma Roberts in this. Mm. Um, it's fun to see her playing a character that's not typecast for Emma Roberts. This yeah, is she's a not different like Emma, Emma Roberts than, than you've seen or... before. Yeah, And, um, you know, speaking um, about Samara and being typecast, Emma Roberts was definitely, you know, the moody bitch in every movie. Um, so this this is awesome that she gets to play something else. And I'm digging it so far
0: yeah i I really enjoyed it and i think it's it's exactly what i wanted from this season of american horror story which is last year was this huge momentous season with apocalypse and i think Mm. that for many years it was building towards they had to give the fans that this big crossover and answer so many different questions and it paid off in in a more satisfying than i could ever have imagined and so moving on from that I didn't want just another season of like, has, you know, all of these same actors again and mm-hmm. they're doing these different roles. And then, you know, I, I really didn't want that. And so I love that there's no there's a lot of the more recognizable faces, most notably Sarah Paulson um, mm-hmm. and Evan, is it Evan Robert? What's his name? Evan Peters. Evan um, Peters, yeah. Um, not in it. Yeah, so neither far. of those are in it. And obviously <clears throat> you have a couple of the, the faces like the Emma Roberts and, and Billy Lord and that, which um, again yeah. makes it feel more like a screen queen season, which I really enjoy as well. But yeah, I like that it's different. There's a lot of people in lead roles in this season that weren't in it before. And I'm, I'm really yeah. down for that. I'm, I almost want it to be the next generation now of American Horror Story of like, right, let's get some new actors going and getting Definitely. them in the season so um yeah I'm, I'm super down like i loved the first episode but i for me american horror story is such a bingeable show um so mm. i haven't to wait a few weeks and i'm glad there's already been like at least free for me to watch in a row because yeah I, i'm yeah, really, a bit, really enjoying it i'm I'm different with american horror
1: story i quite like the the kind of pacing of just this episode a week of the yeah. craziness because it's like
0: especially this season fun places yeah this
1: is just like a. um you know a fun little ride for 40 minutes i'm just getting like a little slasher flick every week so like i'm i'm definitely digging it i'm going to be checking out each week
0: yeah it's true because it it doesn't seem as plot driven as previous Mm, years yeah i
1: agree with like apocalypse you kind of wanted to deep dive in that yeah Um, but with this one i'm i'm not remotely interested in where it's going to end i'm just along for the journey
0: like you say this
1: is just a fun throwaway season reset the clock and just have a bit of fun
0: yeah, um, I just remembered as well, you, you mentioned the Arrow movies just then. Obviously, <clears throat> we had an email from Sean a few weeks ago, and I forgot to bring this up on the show, where he said oh, right. um, it was when you were talking about Blood Rage. Um, oh, yeah. He said, Blood Rage is excellent. Not enough Thanksgiving horror. I also recommend The Mutilator on Arrow. Mm, I've um, got it.
1: I've got it sat there. Um,
0: I was going to say, as yeah, so He said, yeah. by sword, by pick, by axe, bye-bye. Yeah. Excellent yeah. 80s slasher. I was going to say, did you, did you see that well, one?
1: Yeah, I picked it up the same time as I picked up Blood Rage. Oh, all right, great. Um, and... <laughs> It's got an absolute sick kind of, um, arrow, um, artwork for it. And, um, yeah, it looks proper fun. It just recently celebrated an, an anniversary, All right, cool. um, maybe like 40 years or something, I guess. Um, but yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's probably the one I'm going to check out next. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for that one.
0: That's cool. Yeah, we both obviously got the old boy box set as well. Mm. Um, So we'll probably talk about it in the future. But my God, what a strange box set that is. It's unlike any other Arrow release I've seen. It's very, very bizarre. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to checking those movies out again as well. Um, but yeah definitely. that was that was this week obviously we discussed two movies this week um and yeah stay tuned because we still need to discuss hell house llc free which we're very excited for mm-hmm. um and tigers are not afraid as well we still haven't actually talked about it on the show even though we saw it weeks ago at this point um but uh yeah stay tuned i've seen two more
1: puppet master movies
0: have you oh god that's gonna have to wait
1: <laughs> i, I um, genuinely don't want to talk about them i'm ashamed of myself how are you I'm finding sorry. time to
0: watch them as well because we've been watching so much for the show like, i re- genuinely thought because we've been watching so much of the show that you just wouldn't have time for puppet master as well i mean but i can't pay I another wrong.
1: month of this subscription so i've, I've <laughs> got to get through these fuckers <laughs> oh god it, it hurts my soul i but i've set myself a challenge and i'm i'm not a quitter
0: how far are you in eight or so how many is there like 11 oh okay you're almost there now i've got three well. more i've got wow. three more
1: um unbelievable.
0: Plus,
1: plus the um the one i'm looking forward to most which <laughs> is the Monic toys cross puppet master right that's my treat at the end
0: <laughs> that's the treat is it guys? that's the
1: treat <laughs> yeah
0: yeah wow um, that's gonna yeah, be an but tough,
1: tough times guys they they suck they suck so bad
0: yeah, you can that's give us my, an update when you when you've watched them all and see if they get yeah, any better. Yeah, I mean that's
1: my that's my review of those two. They they suck so bad. I can't remember who it was that was watching them. Was it was it Cody or Joe? Someone. Was, I think it
0: was Joe. Was watching well, he, a couple. He was interested. Yeah.
1: I'm like, don't do it, bro. Because <laughs> honestly, when I was like two or three in, I was like, okay, these could be fun. They they're so bad. The last mm. one was literally, um, an hour and fifteen minutes six minutes of footage and an hour and nine minutes of the last puppet master movies. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I was like, Jesus Christ. That old trick. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not even exaggerating with that one. It was, it was out of this world. I just feel like they've obviously the full moon has got um, the license if they keep making movies every couple of years,
0: I guess. Yeah. So
1: that's what it is. Um, But yeah, it it hurts my soul, but um, you know, it's good for me to do other things while it's on.
0: Great, that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, don't um, but watch yeah. them. No, definitely not. I, don't worry, I'm not going to anytime soon. I'm I want you continue. to watch them because
1: I want to break your soul, but, but, um, yeah, the soul Um not. Yeah, yeah, the listeners that I care about. <laughs> no, don't listen
0: to them guys. There <laughs> yeah, I literally, I will never watch these movies. No, I watched right. like the half decent, apparently, *Puppet Master*. You, did. you movie watched, watched infinitely the enough. best one. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was episode 164 where we talked about Ready or Not and Joker. Uh thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. I at me